Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. What is the important? What is the urgent? Does the urgent always push aside the truly important things in your life? Then give a listen today as I simply read from a very small booklet written in 1967, but its wisdom goes through the ages, and I am sharing it with you. It's called Tyranny of the Urgent by Charles Hummel. It is something that I have read over the years, and I'm revisiting it as I am looking at making certain that I keep the important the important and let the urgent stand at the door and wait until I bid it come. So, listen in. I hope it encourages you in this three-part series, Tyranny of the Urgent. What is urgent? What is important? Love you all. So here we are today, continuing on in the tyranny of the urgent. What is the important and what is the urgent? It's probably different for different ones of you, but I hope that this again today, as you listen in, as you meditate on this, that the simple reading of this little book, The Tyranny of the Urgent by Charles Hummel, that it will just really provoke you in the priorities of life. I know that it is definitely uh, provoking me uh, again and again. Even as I read it again to you, it speaks to me. I hope it speaks to you today. So here we go in the continuing of the reading of The Tyranny of the Urgent by Charles Hummel. Can you escape? Is there any escape from this pattern of living? The answer lies in the life of our Lord. On the night before he died, Jesus made an astonishing claim In the great prayer of John 17, he said, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. How could Jesus use the word finished? His three-year ministry seemed all too short. A prostitute at Simon's banquet had found forgiveness and a new life, but many others still walked the street without forgiveness and a new life. For every ten withered muscles that had flexed into health, A hundred remained impotent. Yet on that last night, with many useful tasks undone and urgent human needs unmet, the Lord had peace. He knew he had finished God's work. The gospel records show that Jesus worked hard. After describing a busy day, Mark writes, That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, And the whole city was gathered about the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. On another occasion, the demand of the ill and maimed caused him to miss supper and to work so late that his disciples thought he was beside himself. This is referenced in Mark 3.21. One day, after a strenuous teaching session, Jesus and his disciples went out in a boat. Even a storm didn't awaken him. What a picture of exhaustion. Yet his life was never feverish. He had time for people. He could spend hours talking to one person, such as the Samaritan woman at the well. 
His life showed a wonderful balance, a sense of timing. When his brothers wanted him to go to Judea, he replied in John 7, 6, My time has not yet come. Jesus did not ruin his gifts by haste. In the disciplining culture of the spiritual life, A. E. Whiteham observes, Here in this man is adequate purpose, inward rest, that gives an air of leisure to his crowded life. Above all, there is in this man a secret and a power of dealing with the waste products of life, the waste of pain, disappointment, enmity, death, turning to divine uses, the abuses of man, transforming arid places of pain to fruitfulness, triumphing at last in death, and making a short life of 30 years or so abruptly cut off to be a finished life. We cannot admire the poise and beauty of this human life and then ignore the things that made it. Wait for instructions. What was the secret of Jesus' work? We find a clue following Mark's account of Jesus' busy day. Mark observes that, In the morning, a great while before day, he rose and went out to a lonely place, and there he prayed. Here is the secret of Jesus' life and work for God. He prayerfully waited for his Father's instructions and for the strength to follow them. Jesus had no divinely drawn blueprint. He discerned the Father's will day by day in a life of prayer. By this means, he warded off the urgent and accomplished the important. I'm going to have to repeat that, my friends. He discerned the Father's will day by day in a life of prayer. By this means, he warded off the urgent and accomplished the important. Lazarus's death illustrates this principle. What could have been more important than the urgent message from Mary and Martha? Lord, he whom you love is ill, in John 11.3. John records the Lord's response in these paradoxical words. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Verses 5 and 6. What was the urgent need? Obviously to prevent the death of this beloved brother. But the important thing from God's point of view was to raise Lazarus from the dead. So Lazarus was allowed to die. Later, Jesus revived him as the sign of his magnificent claim, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Verse 25. We may wonder why our Lord's ministry was so short, why it could not have lasted another five or ten years, why so many wretched sufferers were left in their misery. Scripture gives no answer to these questions and we leave them in the mystery of God's purposes. But we do know that Jesus' prayerful waiting for God's instructions freed him from the tyranny of the urgent. It gave him a sense of direction, set a steady pace, and enabled him to do every task God assigned. And on the last night he could say, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Dependence makes you free. 
Freedom from the tyranny of the urgent is found in the example and promise of our Lord. At the end of a vigorous debate with the Pharisees in Jerusalem, Jesus said to those who believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave to sin. So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. John eight thirty one through 36 Many of us have experienced Christ's deliverance from the penalty of sin. Are we letting Him free us from the tyranny of the urgent? He points the way. If you continue in my word, this is the way to freedom. Through prayerful meditation on God's word, we gain his perspective. P.T. Forsyth once said, The worst sin is prayerlessness. We usually think of murder, adultery, or theft as among the worst, but the root of all sin is self-sufficiency, independence from God. When we fail to wait prayerfully for God's guidance and strength, we are saying, with our actions, if not our lips, that we do not need Him. How much of our service is characterized by going it alone? The opposite of such independence is prayer in which we acknowledge our need of God's instruction and supply. Concerning a dependent relationship with God, Donald Belile says, Jesus lived his life in complete dependence upon God, as we all ought to live our lives. But such dependence does not destroy human personality. Man is never so truly and fully personal as when he is living in complete dependence upon God. This is how personality comes into its own. This is humanity at its most personal. Prayerful waiting on God is indispensable to effective service. Like the timeout in a football game, it enables us to catch our breath and fix new strategy. As we wait for directions, the Lord frees us from the tyranny of the urgent. He shows us the truth about Himself, ourselves, and our tasks. He impresses on our minds the assignments He wants us to undertake. The need itself is not the call. The call must come from the God who knows our limitations. The Lord pities those who fear Him, for He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Psalm 103, 13 and 14. It is not God who loads us until we bend or crack with an ulcer, nervous breakdown, heart attack, or stroke. These come from our inner compulsions coupled with the pressure of circumstances. Wow. <laughs> What a place to stop for today. There is more, and we will finish in our next episode. But my friends, think upon this. Think upon these things. Think upon the way that Jesus himself lived in the ebb and flow of his full-out abiding dependency upon the Father. He was showing us this is how human sons were meant to live. This is not just for the weird, the few, the radical, the deep. This is the norm. This is the norm of how it is that we're to live in what we call those rhythms of grace, the rhythms of His ability to live within us. Let us lean into Him that we might truly be about the work of our Father, that we would be about the important to Him, and let the urgent take its place in line. 
I love you all. I encourage you to listen to this again, pass it on to others, and I'll be with you next time to finish the reading of The Tyranny of the Urgent. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.